Okay, five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA, bringing you news from around the world that you probably would miss today. And so this study is really powerful in that in that aspect. So I wanted to look into it a little more deeply, right? And um, so I'll upload the marked up version. It's a little easier to read. But I first was mostly curious about the methodology. And I was right yesterday when I said that uh, it was probably a small sample set because they had 97% saying that they were they were using mail or some some. <laughs> Some astounding. Uh, that summary was in the Sa San Francisco Examiner. Uh, you know, picked up the press release. Um, but anyway, so 158 means that you know, roughly four people uh, to get that 97%. Four or five people said they weren't using mail. Um, and so I do suspect that. I, I mean, I want to. I would like to talk to the people who did the survey in a little more depth. I do suspect that this was. Um, this was perhaps based on NAPCO's clients or something like that, or people who recognize the name NAPCO uh, who responded to the survey, their email list or something, uh, because they have a, a history of being a direct mail, at least, if not proponent, at least, you know, they would do news stories about it. And uh, they had the uh, who's mailing what for a while. I think that was NAPCO. Um, I, you know, I know Denny Hatch had something to do with it. Anyway, um, you know, a lot of senior management, that's another signal to me that it was an, that it was more of a first party data list. Um, because basically almost 80% of the, of the respondents were either CEO or CMO or equivalent. Um, the industries were mainly retail with a bit of manufacturing and tech solutions. So about half of that. Um, there was something else. This was a really interesting line. And I should make this bigger. But again, you probably have to go get the study. I didn't want to reformat the study. Um, they said, we struggled to find <clears throat> marketers with budgets over $10 million who were not already using the mail channel in their marketing mix. Well, it sounds like they struggled to find anybody who wasn't using, you know, it didn't matter the size. I don't, I mean, you know, if the 80-20 applied and let's say only 20% of the, of the 153 were, uh, were, were over 10 million, that would put it at, you know, 35 or something, 40. And yeah. Maybe there was one that didn't use mail in that group. That would be about right. So, uh, you know, we got about one in each fifth. <laughs> so the other 80%, yeah, we have, have more. Again, sometimes these numbers that get hyped are just a result of the way numbers are. Um, and But then they mentioned that mail has grown 5% between 2020 and 2021 and is expected to be up in 2022. Um, let's see, there was marketing budgets. Email has been expanded the most. I'm impressed that direct mail is in it, you know, because so often when I look at marketing budget allocation, mail isn't even listed. 
So it's, but it's not, you know, great that it is used and expanding and it's uh, 86% are using, are either increasing or staying the same. Um, <clears throat> it's interesting in this left column, the red column, that email is increasing, social media is increasing, influencer marketing is increasing, paid search is increasing. <coughs> 51%. So all of those are increasing more than mail or all the marketers. More marketers are saying they're increasing those budgets. It'd be interesting what the date was on the survey. I did look around for the date and, you know, see if it was pre-recession fears uh, or, or post. Hard to say. Um, you know, a lot of questions, raises a lot of questions. Uh, why do you use mail? One most the biggest answer was the most popular answer was that it's a legacy channel. It still works. But the second biggest was it's scalable. And I think that is one of the key issues right now is that digital, you know, you're basically riding someone else's coattails. You have very little control, you know, over who they who who sees the who sees the ad or how high it is ranked on the page or, um, you know, what the influencer really has to say about your product, things like that. Very little control. Direct mail, you have much, much higher control. Um, so, you know, they talk about response rates and such, but a lot of that comes from the USPS, and it's a little, you know, it's a little hard to, to verify. This one was interesting, that self-mailers were ahead of postcards. That seems, that doesn't, I don't know, I would say... As an entry, you know, gateway drug, I would say postcards are probably the most common. But if you test between the two, probably you will get better better return on investment on the self-mailer. Uh, and catalogs, you know, are just difficult to build, I would say. So I'm not surprised that catalogs are the, are the last in format. Although when you really add up the, the um, improved or stayed the same um, direct mail success, uh, the self-mailer has grown, and that's another good entry point, <clears throat> but the rest of them are about equal. So I don't see any big superiority. This was a good one. <clears throat> Direct mail and catalogs um, are, most, are the most comfortable form of advertising. Why is that possibly? Well, two things, I think. One is you can read it at your leisure, and the second is you can throw it away without guilt. Now, the other media, you don't even have to throw away. It's... It just it just goes away, so you know that is you don't even have to make a decision about other advertising. With the direct mail, you have to look at it and make a decision, right? It's a bad hair day on the motorcycle from the motorcycle. Um, but with direct mail, you can set it aside. You don't have to read it today, you know, a lot of it, but eventually you want to read it. So um, ads on websites were annoying, and one of the lower comfort levels but people do go to websites to make decisions once they've decided i guess to to uh, execute the decision and that's consistent with mail moving people to the to the web right to, to actually make their pur purchases okay this is uh there was a whole lot about legal issues and i think that's important there was some stuff about if you have an in-house team what are your biggest challenges um, most mailers use an agency or use support 
outside support um, in production and in tracking and even in modeling. Um, uh, most are moving to some sort of, well, most use demographic selections and also lead generation. What's interesting about that is, is that, you know, when I really learned direct mail, we mostly rented lists, but rented lists are getting more difficult to negotiate. And uh, I think that there's a, I think that there's a market for that. I think that if you can generate names, you can make, you might make more money on your list than you would on your, on your product sales. There was a long section by, by Brian Weaver about legal implications. It's worth a read, but I'm not going to delve into it. Um, if we get to the, the bottom line on the whole thing, bottom line, bottom line, the footnotes, the sources, I want to dig into the sources because those are, there's some really good stuff in there, it looks like to me. Um, but the conclusion is that direct mail is far from dead and consumers enjoy mail interactions and trust the tangible media when making purchase decisions okay so if you're you know especially if you're a big brand and you want to look into mail you know give give us a call uh, easy to find me on LinkedIn you can even type in WDMA you might get the you might get the uh, window manufacturers Association <laughs> or something like that but you you will also find uh, find us as a group and uh, feel free to reach out. Happy to talk for 15 minutes or so with anybody. Have a great day. Like and share. I'm not seeing a lot of shares. Maybe it's because I mentioned it too late in the in the show. Have a great day. Bye bye.